1: Welcome to the
2: Boss Hog of Liberty Podcast. This is episode number 316 of East Central's Favorite Podcast. Jeremiah Morrill, Dakota Davis, executive video producer, audio engineer. Uh, We loan him out to the city. uh, Zach Burcham, welcome
3: all of you. That didn't work out for him well.
0: Today's episode
2: features Mr. Mike Guffey,
0: who is the sitting city council member Representing Ward Number One in Newcastle, Indiana, and then sitting to my left is Mister John Phillips, who is running as a Republican to represent Ward Number Two against Jeff Hancock in the Newcastle City election that is upcoming in uh, about a month now. Today, and uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Mike and John. We're going to be talking about. All the work that goes into being a city council member, we're going to be getting John's opinions on issues as we go through. Um, If you listen to the first episode of the city council candidates, then uh, you'll have an idea of the issues we're going to be talking about. But we're going to talk about economic growth, infrastructure, community engagement and transparency, and then the goals that he has for the office. We're going to be asking John about uh, if he was king for a day in Newcastle, Indiana, what the number one thing he would do is – so make sure you're thinking about that, John. And then also make sure you stick around till the end of the show to hear his answer.
1: Syndicate Ball Talk of Liberty. possible? <laughs> oh, good. To <laughs> go to more, more work. More work. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. All the times we'll make you laugh. But hopefully you'll always learn something new. Uh, if you do join the patreon you get a special bonus edition of the podcast uh this week we learned it's always the vagary that's fun uh we learned uh why or how you might be able to get valet scooter parking we learned what you can find at the henry ford museum and that zach has another very very complicated job
0: that's right yes patreon.com slash boss hog of Liberty that's where you go to support the show on a monetary level every month that's how we pay the bills around the studio keeps the lights on the internet running um, everything pays the pays the rent to the Rose city partners uh, we appreciate them um, you get show notes ahead of time so you can see and follow along as we're going through the show what we're going to be asking our candidates and our guests. And then you also get access to a Facebook group that is exclusive to those members only. And that is where we live stream our 20-minute bonus episode that the guests sit in. The guests also participate in the bonus episode every week. It's not just Jeremiah, me, and Zach. So I, I think it's a good deal. It starts at $5 a month, and it goes all the way up to $50 a month. And if you donate at $50 a month, you get a shout-out at the front of every episode. And those folks are Miss Christy Avery from all the way in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Mr. Anthony Meyer, who got some really good news this week. And then, uh, of course, Mr. Jonathan Phillips.
2: <laughs> Andy more Buick GMC.
1: Andy more Buick GMC. Yes. Honda. <laughs> we, we've got it all. You, you've got them all. We've got them all.
2: Use, use car emporium. Uh, and you can get to it now in you Fishers. Can. You can. All right. Pull that mic in a little closer to you. There we that'll, go. That'll help. That yeah. you that better? You'll have to get used to that if you're going to be a city council member talking talking right into the mic. <laughs> Shots, really? shots Shots fired coming from, <laughs> coming from Councilman uh, Guffy already we also have some sponsors
0: for the candidate series the candidate episodes that we are doing this fall leading up to the election and those are Wyland's Flowers and the Slick Pickle Sanitation Wyland's Flowers they are the premier flower service for Henry County and surrounding areas so they did both of our weddings all of our weddings they did uh, they did Delivered me some fine gifts and flowers from Miss Nancy Custer when she was on the show. They anytime my wife gets flowers, they're from Willys. They make it super easy. You can go on the website and order your delivery from there. And then the Slick Pickle Sanitation—they are the uh, the folks you call if you're doing a home renovation, if you're doing a construction project. You need a dumpster out in front of your house. Maybe your aunt's a hoarder, so you need to just <laughs> empty out her home. It's a very that very specific.
2: Very
3: specific need, but I I could see it. It's
2: it's you've seen the the TV show, I'm sure. It's plausible. plausible. So you
3: told me they're available for interventional services. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Zach, I I have seen you. You are uh, of the three regular voices on the show. You are the fastest to order flowers. You are a regular customer of Wildlands.
3: Yeah, I've I'm well. I'm always digging myself out of a hole. <laughs> <laughs>
2: too many podcasts. I need all the
3: help I can get. Yeah.
2: All right. So let's, we thank, we thank the sponsors very much. It's we, uh, the candidate series, it it, it literally, that's what their sponsorship each, uh, each time we come around to this, it's uh it really does help out the show and, and make the difference. So, uh, let's get to know our, our, I guess our sitting councilman and then our perspective councilman, uh, different awards, but just just so that everybody knows, it's Mike and John are not running against each other. They're in different races. Um, Mike got a freebie, so I said, well, if John's going to sit here alone, we may as well bring Mike in uh, because Councilman Dickin was on a couple weeks ago, and I said, well, everybody's going to get a chance to come through, and uh, hopefully they'll take us up on it, and Mike did. So, um, John, let's get to know you a little bit, your background, your bio, um, and and kind of educate the, uh, the audience as to... What makes you say? You know what I want to do.
1: I want to dedicate some Monday nights to the city. <laughs> I want to dedicate them all. Well, my name's John Phillips. Uh, I'm originally from Muncie, Indiana. We moved here about 20 years ago uh, to Newcastle um, to help my wife's grandfather out and run his horse farm for him. Um, I've enjoyed it here. Um, I'm part of the uh, sheriff's department on the reserves. Been doing that for eight years now, um, and really enjoy. It. I really want to get involved with the city. Um, My daughter had a bad accident a little over a year ago, and the community was just so great the way they helped out, Um, whether it be offering to mow yards, letting dogs out, watch the kids. And I have always wanted to be part of the community more so than just sitting back and complaining or anything else. I want to be part of it, and I want to have that ear for people in my ward. It doesn't even have to be in my ward, but I've got a cell phone. If you need to get a hold of me, call me if there's questions. Some people are scared to show up at the meetings. You, you guys have been to the meetings. Not a lot of people show up. And some people don't like that spotlight on them. Right. And I want them to be able to come to me and say, hey, here's what I've got going on. Now, will I be able to get everything? No, no one can. But at least present that to the city council, to the mayor, to who it needs to be done or uh, given to. So that way we can make a decision on it. Um, I, I went to Cowan High School, um, went to Ball State a little bit and Ivy Tech a little bit, but I was already in the car business at that time. Um, like you said earlier, I'm Andy Moore, Buick, GMC, and Fishers. Um, so I did not finish up college, but at that time in my career, that's what I wanted to do. So um, it wasn't going to further further me in that business at that time. I'm um, married and have two daughters, Morgan and Harper. Harper's sitting over there.
2: Harper's experiencing the childhood of a political candidate. She is. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how many
1: how many of these events you've drug her to now, but I'm, I, this is just the beginning, Harper. And if anybody knows my wife, I got the eye roll from her. That, that is hereditary. So that does get passed down. Uh, but my wife is a charge nurse at the uh, Henry Community Health, uh, has been doing that for about 17 years now. Um, another thing, another Going to put this out there. We are dancing for Dancing for Diamonds for the Purvis Foundation to raise money for the girls' softball League. Sorry, it's a plug, uh, but Rachel and I will be dancing, and there's quite a few other couples on October 21st. Cool. So
2: that'll be exciting. All right, and Mike, four years ago you were in here, and we we had this conversation, and it was a much higher stakes situation at the time. Now you're just you're an automatic reelect. But tell folks about
4: yourself. Let's
2: let's let's remember who Mike is. Well, Mike Guffey uh,
4: lived in Ward One. For 42 years. Um, I work at NTAP Precision, been there going on 26 years. Take care of the quality at all the Toyota NAMC plants in North America and travel quite around. But uh, like John, you know, uh, when you talk about being a ward, it's more than just that ward. It's totally the Newcastle, really. You know, I mean, I'm a city councilman, it's for Newcastle, not just Ward 1. but like he said, the phone, man, that's that's where I get a lot of it because he's already mentioned it. People don't like to show up at council meetings for some reason, but uh, I always let everybody know that the phone is always open and they can call me, text, email, whatever they need to do. All right. Um, so what, what made you say, you know, I'm going to do this
2: again? You, you were a first-time candidate four years ago, and you said, I'm going to sign up again. You've,
4: right. I think it's just uh just being able to help the community, you know i thought I thought about it when when it yep. came down to the third year. It was like, you know, do I want to go again? but yeah, then I thought I wanted to go again, you know, and if I had someone run against me, great, I think that's healthy to me that's a help Give people a choice. It gives people a choice, it gets people involved, but uh, I think there's a lot more out there to do. You know, I, I feel like we can help the city. We just we got to get everybody lassoed together to do that. So I, I just want to I want to come back and just see what I can do, just be a help of it. All right. And then for you, John, you're you're. I guess it was the, the community
2: influence last year and trying to give back as yeah, your, that helped your a big lot. Motivator.
1: Yeah, that helped a lot. I've been approached before to run, um, and I last time I declined because it wasn't the right time um i did a lot of thinking i think i was approached in october and i said i'll tell you what i'll let you know in december you can't file until january anyways um but i took a couple months to seriously think about it is that something is my servant's heart ready to take on that um and we thought about it talked it over with my wife she wasn't on board at first because <laughs> i'm pretty busy and she's like how are you going to have time i was like we'll make time if if there's a need and it's something you want to do. You're going to figure out how to make time. Um, so it's, it's one of those things. I was raised with a servant's heart with my family. It's I love to do for others. Um, when it comes to doing stuff for me, I, I don't like it because I feel bad. But it, it's something that's just it's weighed heavy on my heart and and decided to give it a shot.
0: So let's get into the issues here. Uh, the first one is economic growth in small businesses. Um We want to talk a little bit about the role of the council, especially in your view, about how the city council and the city in general can support
1: small businesses and support the growth of businesses in the community. And that's something, and even with this election, I chose to stay local. Um, All my signs were done by Margeson's. Um, Anything I do, I tried to keep local here to keep money. I could could, could I have got them somewhere else? Yes, um, but I'm trying to keep everything local in town. Um, it's something that, a, as a city council, if we take care of our city and we make sure the budget's in, t- in is tight and we're not showing a debt, we're going to draw more businesses in. Um, if there's anything for the businesses that need help in, um, they can come to us and we can look at helping them out. Um, but the big thing is, is is making sure the city is prepared and, and gives the businesses a place to i guess a good city to back them is I right. guess what I'm trying to say if if you're in a bad area and your city's bad people aren't going to come to your place now you might have the few local people, but you're not we've got to bring people from other cities, whether they drive from Muncie, whether they drive from Anderson and bring them to us and Main Talking Street's about the workforce great. and also the and workforce, also Yes, most definitely. Main Street's been great. Main Street is beautiful. We've got a few buildings we're still working on, or they're still working on. I say we, we um, but that's going to attract businesses in. And just like you said, with competition in your election, competition's going to drive business for everybody as well. If you give choices, people are going to shop. People are going to spend more time rather than come to one place and walk away because there's nothing else there. Um, but I think we need to extend the city beyond just Main Street. I think there's areas we can increase on on three. Um, a lot of people in my ward they don't feel like they're part of the city because it ends at three. People west side of three think we're city. A lot of them doesn't know a city election's going on. We're, we've got an election this year, um, so we it, need to. It has felt whole- like the biggest. The biggest. Uh- even though you have a very
2: competitive election it's been a, it's been a surprise it has been it, it has like, been. I don't feel like you've had the community
1: chatter about about it as Correct. much as I would have
2: expected this year
1: and, and I was expecting more of that myself, but my my goal and it's kind of off the infrastructure and helping businesses out, but I think if we bring the city as a whole, all sides, all corners, and not just downtown, but naturally people think city is downtown, bring them and, and get them involved with more stuff, I think that's going to help. And that's going to entice more small businesses. Well, I guess it is not just downtown. I don't have to have my business on Main Street, which we love them to be there because that's a drawing business. But I can put a small business on State Road Three and still have the backing right. of the city. And it's not just a yeah. a place for franchises. Exactly, not just a place. I would love to see a nice mom and pop restaurant. Um, you know, we we lost Montgomery's, which was not city, but we lost a, a, a good steakhouse. And we don't have that. I think, honestly, I think mom-and-pop restaurants would do better here than some of your franchises because Newcastle has a great sense of community, and I think people will support uh, people that own businesses within the city. We've talked about it before. Cafe Royale beat out Starbucks back in the day. Oh, yeah. Cafe Royale is a perfect example of that. Yeah, it's been
2: successful and uh, pretty well a Henry County institution at this point. So, Mike, same same thing on, on... um, on small businesses and economic development, what how do how do you view the city council being involved?
4: Well, I, I'm kind of I'm, I'm just like John. I say it many times at city council. I've I've told it to the mayor many times. Newcastle's not just Broad Street. Yep. it's not just downtown. Although I like how it's looking, it it's is beautiful. looking good. Beautiful. It's looking great. But we got to encompass the whole town because we got we could be on Road Three. We could different areas. Different areas, and I and John's really hit the nail on the head. I feel the same way about that. It's just, uh, I think that's how you can. Not everybody is going to have that opportunity to go down, downtown. Right. So you got to open it up at other places. So you got to you 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 got to have that opportunity there for these people to come.
2: Do you have examples of ways the city's been able to help out, say, economic development in the last four years since you've been on the council?
4: Well, we've gave. We have gave quite a bit of money to uh, Main Street, which is which has helped, but it's downtown. Yep. it's right. downtown, and I understand. And and I don't have a problem giving helping out with downtown, but I I want to see the building something happen to them. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Right. You know, yeah. we've done that facade. We've got that front of that building looking good. They did. We gave money to it, mm-hmm. but. It would be good now to see somebody move in those buildings. That's that's the goal, and and hopefully we'll get there. And I I think
1: we will, but uh, we got to get somebody in those
4: buildings. And that way,
1: you know, that's that's a big key. It's just like never judge a book by its cover. Right. We've got to have we've got the facade. You might look great, but until something's on the inside, it's not going to draw exactly the interest yeah, that, of that people. That
0: was the uh, the other question under the economic growth portion was attracting new industries and more businesses and job opportunities in the city. You touched on it a little bit whenever we talked about, you talked about um, just basically making Newcastle look more appealing, making the the curb appeal nicer. Is there anything else that that the city has an impact on there as far as bringing jobs in? I I mean, I know we have the, the RDC and the
4: EDC. I think the RDC and the EDC is the is the guts of that to get people in. That. I would like to I've never attended an RDC meeting or an EDC meeting. Yeah. And, and I need to. But unfortunately you got to work and they yep. have those meetings there in the daytime, but but anyway, I feel like that's their job to get to, you know, get companies to come in or businesses to come in and i don't know what they do to do that i'd like to know you know i'd like to know a little bit more about that on on my side but uh, i believe that uh, the rdc and the edc is where we can actually
1: we can you, gain through. you agree john like i i agree and i and i don't know how much the city council not being in that position first time in politics completely I think the city, if there's a way to maybe do training for workforce development, um, one thing I have seen is some of these new businesses come in and we're not being able to supply the workforce for them. Um, so I don't know if there's a way. I, the high school has done great with their different programs through the career center and stuff like that. has been great. Um, but if there's something out there to help young kids to do a workforce development, um, And it doesn't have to be anything basic, but just something like that. And I don't know how much of a city council or something they too. can look like at- look into uh, or to help out or maybe start doing some internships with, with city officials or city, uh, the, um, the water treatment plant, doing some kind of internship with them to maybe start. Um, these kids these days, they graduate and they go – they can't just go do a nine to five job anymore. It kind of it's culture shock. And maybe if we can start doing maybe an internship where they work for three, four five hours a day or something to start to get them in that situation um, and learn a little bit of uh, uh, I don't know where I'm trying to go here. Uh, it's like the behaviors of, of, the, of a workplace. Correct. Right? Yeah. yeah. You kind of learn the norms. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember when I was younger, when I was 13, 14, I wanted a job. I wanted to work like my dad. I wanted to make money. And mm-hmm. it seems like we're not getting that today. Could be completely off base, but it's something maybe if the city looks into. Maybe it's not the city council, or maybe the city council can at least start it. Start um, a plant station. the seed, and then we get it watered somewhere else.
2: So you guys have both talked about downtown and State Road 3 needing some love. <clears throat> We've been talking on the show for the last few months that State Road Three does have some love coming to it. Uh, from, from tomorrow Indi. is the uh, meeting uh, for that. So there's a meeting tomorrow night at uh, at Bundy where the, the state's going to roll out a plan. Uh, sounds like it is going to try to it, with the Jerry Walden conversation. He was talking about how he was able to work in some pedestrian walkways uh, in, into yeah. that corridor so that maybe the downtown area is is you know walkable and and then those businesses down down the hill, uh, maybe can pick up some of that foot traffic as well. Does, I guess, are you
1: guys supportive of that, of that project and what, what will come of it? It's going to happen no matter what, because it's a state, it's a state thing. Um, I've been to Greenfield a couple of times and, and I've said a few words underneath my breath when I want to turn left (laughs) out of McDonald's or, or anywhere else, Mm -hmm. it's something we're going to have to, to, um, learn to deal with to be honest um we are going to have to come up with some things to try to figure out with businesses and stuff like that um they keep saying they're doing this to to lack uh, or to to slow down side impact uh accidents well if you're doing a u-turn you still have that same chance of a side impact accident uh it's going to cause some issues for the EMS department, for the police department and stuff like that uh, to yeah. have to go another block down the road to turn around because an accident's on the northbound side of the a, of a, um, road. Um, so it's something that, that there needs to be some talk and some plans in place, but it's something that we have to get the plans in place before it starts. That way we're not behind the eight ball. Right. Um, personally, I'm okay with the way the road is right now, but uh, that's, that's a state issue. It's not anything I can control. That's like Greenfield. They at least
0: have the ability through most of the shopping centers and stuff. It's really large. You yes. can pass through on both sides of the road. Right, and here, that's what those
2: shopkeepers want is to be the alternate surface. The uh, the uh... that's the way it's going to turn out, though, is <laughs> right. people yeah. cutting through. You, yes. you find people driving on their private road. I mean, how many people
1: turned off 38 and cut through Aldis and all that stuff to cut right. back yeah. out to Indiana? Exactly. <laughs> <You kind laughs> kinda happens, it happened, especially the,
2: when the bridge was out.
0: Yeah, you right. kind of have it on the on the west side. Yeah. But on the, the east side, it, it butts right up to the downtown yeah. of Newcastle, and there is no way to pass no, through any of those not. businesses. It's it's not – I don't know. It's just not the same. We're
1: not Greenfield. No. But I so, will tell you this, though, and sorry to interrupt you. If you are going to cut through, if you are going to put a business now downtown, now's the time because people will be cutting through that way and, and going down thirty eight. So <laughs> right. now's a good time if you are starting a business to uh, look there, into one of the buildings right. downtown. Thirty
2: eight and one hundred three are getting ready to get a heck of a lot more traffic. Yes, they are. Uh, Mike, tell us tell us what the sitting councilman uh, says about this sort well, of thing.
4: First of all, when I heard all about it, I travel to Michigan quite often. And they have the I call mm-hmm. they call it the Michigan left hand turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not fun. Um it's a state job. State's going to do it no matter what. You work for the state, right? I'm a vendor to the state, vendor to the state, <laughs> but you still you understand what the state can do and what they will do. Rob uh, Rob
2: Kendall calls them a mafia, I believe. Um here Rob. Um, no bridge
1: for you on State Road 3.
4: But I I like it the way it is now, too. But I think we'll – I think we'll. We'll. I mean, we'll come – we'll get over the growing pains with it. We will, most and, definitely. And, and maybe – hopefully you guys in the end, this, it'll, will be, it'll be what we want. What you guys
2: You guys have all grown up turning left across three lanes of traffic into a turn lane to hope to not get rear-ended. Oh,
1: but we do it very well. <laughs> we yeah. do. I mean, we're great. But in my opinion, though, if you're turning left across three lanes and doing a U-turn, well, now your side impact just turned into a rear-ending because you were going right. too slow for the person coming up on you. Yeah, it's right. still going to be a, a – We still traffic nightmare. Nothing against anybody, but we still have people that do not know how to operate a
4: vehicle on road three. (laughs) anyway. especially right
1: here, the turn lane, State Road thirty eight. Yeah, right? the turn lane. Yeah, well, to be honest, Mike, the the lane striping.
2: It's a it's a guess as to what it looked like fifteen years ago. Let's be honest.
3: You know, like I don't know if anybody else knows this, but you roll into town from the north on three, and you get to thirty eight. And, and you have it, the little, it was so much easier back the in the right, day when jog. the plates were a literal 33, whatever, because you had to look, to see who was local because there's a lane shift as you cross 38. If you're in the and left lane, you're, you can get if you're out and yeah. if it's like, you know, right. the horse show just got out and it's a bunch of out of towners. You're like, you have to be prepared to be driven up onto like the median coming into Kroger because they don't know the lane shifts because the, as quickly as they can build a bridge, they'll restripe the road and they, which means they don't want to restrict the road. So my success with Michigan left is they built one in Indy that I recall that's common. And it was Allisonville and 86th Street, 8th, I don't know, 96th Street. Street or whatever. And they built it like, oh, this is amazing. And then they stopped building them because nobody liked it. It's like it's not a great concept. So nobody likes to drive too far. I'm, I'm all in for a super elevated State Road 3, five miles
2: through town. Just, just it's a skyway. Um, and then, and then the old State Road Three is a local road down below. That's that's what, <laughs> so like I'm, a, I'm in for that. A, a hybrid of yeah. what they
1: did on Thirty Seven. <laughs> yeah, just a full, <laughs> yeah. a full,
2: full. Yeah, and then diverging diamond interchanges.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can, okay, in the, can you oh, in, in diverging sky, diamond inter- in the sky? So you mean just a head on every day? You just check the <laughs> scanners pages and it'd be like head on accident diverging diamonds it's just like oh gosh there's another one all right so miserable
2: back to the serious side of this though so roads are one thing but i think we talked about this on the on the previous council edition we have sewer lines that get replaced we got gas lines that are are tearing up the town you've got water that happened you know water lines that as soon as you pave a road that's when the water line decides to pop Mike, I'm going to start with you because you have four years of experience now. Is there any influence the city council has on how any of that infrastructure works and gets planned and, and how it affects our lives?
4: All we can do is keep plugging because it's horrible. Our sewer system, our water system, it's ancient. Man, these these lines are – I mean, you, when we experienced what happened down here and we flooded Kroger out – we didn't even know where to turn the water off at. Yeah, and it's you know yeah our, the infrastructure is huge to me. To get business,
1: you have to have got to have infrastructure.
4: Yep. If you don't have infrastructure, you're not going to get none of that. So the city's been
2: getting for the last six years or so. We've had a storm separation project coming right. through, which helps not overload your water treatment plant. Exactly. But that isn't new sewer lines. No. That is, it's this is where the, water, the, the sewer separation. So the rainwater goes directly to the creek and doesn't go into the mm-hmm. sewage plant. Mm-hmm. So we haven't solved a sewer problem no. yet.
4: No, we haven't solved the sewer
2: problem. Is that in our conversation, like we've heard from Councilman Dickens saying, there's a big water treatment plant project that needs to happen at some point that needs to get yes. paid for and dealt with. Yes. You got a whole lot of water lines that need to be dealt with. Yes. And then you do all that, then you need to repave the roads again. Right. Yeah. I agree. All right, so we've we've got a list of grievances. We have we have a plan,
4: <laughs> but it, like I said, the infrastructure, man, you got to have it. You you have to. You I mean you know you're not you're just not going to get no businesses. I mean we've got we've got some housing that's coming in and that's great because we need housing, but it still gives you a little concern
3: on the I, water I, and sewage. I think thing. they did put a big. Didn't they put a newer sewer to feed the industrial park? in the last couple years. So there, there's a new Which sewer.
4: Industrial park.
3: South of town.
4: The one, towards the board one
3: that, yeah. Under, under the one under like Spiceland pipe Was that the work they were doing under Spiceland pipe Was they were putting in a new, a new sewer? Like they put in a bigger sewer main. I think I might be sure wrong on that. that. There definitely were new, t- I think new, there, were new lines some, there was some work that was supposed general. to be done to help set up the industrial park to be able to handle more than it's currently got. Any more infrastructure talk from John?
1: I've got to do some more studying on infrastructure. I know it needs to be done, and we band-aid a lot. The, the guys that are that work um, for our water department, our, our uh, water treatment and sewage, they do a great job, but they can only do so much with what's handed to them. Exactly. Um, that, that, that's something I don't want to speak on because I don't want to speak wrong, and I don't know enough about it at this time because that's a high-dollar project that grants are going to have to be uh, sought after, um, and all that stuff
2: uh, that 's where a lot of I think a lot of communities end up going to Okra, the Office yeah, of Community World yeah. development, and hoping that you get the you get the winning lottery number yeah. uh, where your town is the one that gets paid for um, watching watching the live chat here tonight, Chris Dayton former producer, he gets uh, at to ask questions as he wants to uh, he is he 's reminding us that he had to he ran for city council four years ago, got married uh, and then he moved out of town. Because
1: he says he couldn't find affordable housing in the community. It's funny that he brings that up because Rachel and I were just talking about that tonight. Um, we were talking about some of the blighted houses and and a way to maybe tear down those houses and build affordable housing. And it, it, it's it's funny because we discussed it and what is affordable housing? What payment does that start at? And and. It could be a broad range. What you thinks affordable might be different than me and so forth like that. So it's really hard to say, but we need to be able to get housing in there that fits the citizens of Newcastle's pocketbooks, their budgets. Um, yes, we want to bring in from people from out of town and stuff too, but we've got to take care of our own first. And without doing that, you're not going to have any growth. Um, but these blighted houses, is there a way to renovate them? uh, to make it affordable housing, but you also want them to have them nice enough that people want to move in. Right. Um, you don't want them thrown together or, or anything like that. So it's something that needs to be looked at. There's housing in Newcastle, but once again, just like we stated with the infrastructure, if we build more affordable housing neighborhoods and so forth like that, we've got to have the infrastructure to service them with water, sewage, right. uh, and, and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I've wondered about that with the
0: blighted houses. I I did building trades um, whenever I was in high school, and I've wondered if it if it uh, would be even possible for the city to, you know, have building trade kids come in to a house that's you know really dilapidated on Zach's list of bad houses yeah. on the land bank committee, and uh, renovating it or building a new house on the lot, and then the yeah, city think, having ownership of i that. think that
3: the i've been around i've been on the land bank for about a year and i think do you think that if like habitat for humanity comes in contact and gets with us and says hey here's a lot we want i think we typically sell it to him for like a dollar and just like hey, yeah here the, you go we don't trades has done a few of those and so um and we're hoping to get some of the blighted houses I think we just jerry just mentioned the city council meeting last night that we've got uh, some money in the bank, like about $57,000, and contributing that to getting some of the blighted houses demolished. Um, the biggest holdup of that is the process, just like the legal process, because um, it takes time to um, get a hold of houses. Um, but. Like we have a bunch of properties and we have a couple houses. There's one down the street for me that we're in the process of like, um, if it's a house and it's worth something, then it's got a rotation amongst the local realtors and okay. the realtors will get a crack at it at selling it. And then, um, in that case, we try to get some kind of version of market value. If it's just an empty lot, our typical law based price for an empty lots, like 1500 bucks, you just have to keep the taxes up and then, um, maintain it. And so, if somebody wants to build a house on a lot, we have it. We'll sell it to
2: them. And there's, it, I'm still watching the chat here. Chris Dayton talks about the interest rate too, and that's a city council can't do anything about that. But right. you know, in the last five years, you've gone from having a four, three and a half, four percent rate to a seven or eight percent interest rate, and it becomes a whole lot yeah, harder for for your middle income or any income to go buy a house when your, your interest rate doubles. I,
3: I think the issue with housing in Newcastle has been that we have a whole bunch and this has changed in the last three years, obviously since COVID housing prices have kind of gone crazy, but we had a chunk of houses that were like under a hundred thousand dollars, like little starter houses that might not be in the gray shape or whatever. And then I think it jumped from like a hundred to like two fifty, And there was this huge donut hole of houses that were in like the hundred to 250. And like Chris mentioned, there's the neighborhood going in behind the Y I think those houses are 300 plus. Yeah. Um, for a lot of people, I would love to know, like inflation adjusted, the I bet the average income in Newcastle has probably gone down, if inflation because of Chrysler not being around when I was a kid. Those people were making great money in the '90s. There'd be good money now, and it was the '90s. So I think that's the issue is like trying to get those houses that are in that wheelhouse of a dual income family that they big enough that they want and they they can afford, but it's not. A th- it's not like a Fisher's Carmel house or whatever yeah, it's, it's like small. a just a decent like two to three bedroom house in Newcastle we need know. the $100,
1: 100 to 100 150, 100. yeah hundred seventy five yeah. maybe that and that's an issue that city council can't affect inflation's outpaced people's incomes <sighs> right. greatly um but you're exactly right the the housing market is is just skyrocketed. There's probably ten people for every one home, and only seven of or you know three out of the ten that home actually fits. Their budget yeah. or well, so forth like that. Yeah,
2: we're watching the chat. This is a very top popular topic. Ron Milford up in he's in Warsaw. and He says thousand a month is you're maybe going to get an apartment. Uh, so it, it, on a scale, it doesn't. It, when we think of what housing was five years ago, ten years ago, versus now, it, our, I don't think we still process mentally what costs are now. And it, right. th- you think it's insane here, but we're still one of the more affordable communities. Yeah. Yes.
1: When Rachel and I were discussing we were talking about, you know, can can a developer go in there and, and I said the problem is with the cost of housing. They build a new house, they're going to want $1500 a month. Yep. for rent, and yeah. that's not going to be considered affordable housing in the city of Newcastle. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. thinking yeah. that 750 range might be on the high end. I could be wrong, but you know, that's well, It's I not like at the at, rent of some houses now, you know, if you just look around yeah. it's like
4: God, how it's in insane. the world here in Newcastle? New York, yeah, and with and with the blight condition. Yeah, we. I'm glad that we're taking down these. You know, I would like to see in the budget. Yeah, I'd like to see them budget five, six, seven houses a year yeah. to demolish. And it does take a long time to get it to come down. Yeah, I, I, It's the court system you do got to go through. That was one of the things that I asked for on some of the ARP money yeah. is to be spent on blight and we did. We we tucked some money and set it aside and have used it to blight and we've tucked down we've tucked down several but it just it, it takes a while to get that down.
1: It does and it goes back to the growth of of, of Newcastle. It, there could be a home that fits your budget perfectly. There's a blighted house next to it and And you say I don't I Exactly, they don't yeah. want to buy it, especially with the prices of houses yeah. these days. Well, and it's
2: Newcastle's history is is unique, where you know Chrysler and, and there was so much development in the '40s and '50s and '60s here, booming. Where the houses of the time that were built don't necessarily match what you see on HGTV today, right? You've got a two or three bedroom, one bath house, ranch, and we've got them everywhere. But now you want four bedrooms, two and a half, three baths, and you know it just you don't want a thirteen hundred square foot house. A lot of folks want a twenty eight hundred square foot house. Yeah, uh, and you just don't have that inventory. So when those come up, it's
4: it's uh, it's yeah, a yeah. feed trough. And I feel like that we're 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 heading in a good direction. Yeah. Oh, most Land definitely. Bank has been huge. Land Bank's I feel like great. Land Bank's a great, great job. Yeah, doing a great job. You know, I was really surprised last night when I heard that number fifty seven thousand yep. is what they got banked. That's awesome. So I, I do believe that we are heading in the right direction. It's just. Like the inflation and all that, there's no way the city council has any control over it, and it's it's just what it is. And Jeremiah
0: that. mentioned that this has been a hot topic. Uh, he's gotten a lot of we've gotten a lot of input on this. And speaking of input, uh, community engagement as you're in the city council, as you're running for city council, both uh, keeping your residents in the discussion and and, in the, and communicating with them about decisions that are happening. Um, You know, we, we see different strategies uh, from different elected officials. If they like Tom Saunders was always uh, for me is the, was always the shining example of Mm -hmm. an elected representative because it was, you have a, you had a problem that needed to be done at the state house and then Tom would talk to you about it and he would bring it up we brought up the issue of straight ticket voting and then immediately he was bringing it up he filed a bill didn't tell us he did it
2: but he filed a bill to deal with it Yeah, didn't even tell us he
0: just (laughs) did it because he's like oh
1: that's what my constituents want you know and that's the key is listening to the constituents a the first thing i've got to do if elected is make sure everybody in my ward knows who i am um, I I would say you could go to sixty percent of the people and ask who your city council person is, and they couldn't tell you. You're right. They might be able to tell you one person, and it might not even be theirs. But you are it's Greg Pence, right? Yeah, yeah, it's Greg Pence. It's Greg. <laughs> but your your constituents, your your fellow citizens, they've got to know who you are. They've got to know how you get uh, to get a hold of you. Um, it's something that I've thought about is. Once a month, have a town hall meeting with just Ward 2. That way, if they they don't want to go up here or they've got to work, they can meet with me, and we can go over what the issues are. We can discuss it. That's the thing is you've got to listen. I was told years ago, you got two ears and one mouth. Listen twice as much as you talk. And you, you've got to have that philosophy. Even if it's something that you don't agree with, if majority of your people want it done. You've got to at least present it. But you've got to listen and you've got to be able to have that phone, have that text, have that email, have that town hall meeting. You might get one or two people that come to it, but you know what? Those one or two people are just as important as everybody else, and you've got to listen to them. So in my opinion, I thought about it, maybe have a town hall meeting, make sure um, that we've got contacts for our people i'm
2: picturing i'm picturing john renting bundy auditorium for, for two people <laughs> no, no, no. and then it, you realize this could have been a jack's donuts meeting no, no. i'll tell you i'll tell you what jack's
3: donuts. when i was a kid i know tom saunders would just have like a side room and like stacks sounds like they have the perfect side room for this and he's like hey i'm gonna be at stacks or i'm gonna be at it was max house back um by the old walmart and he's like i'm gonna be there whatever day and he just eat a slow breakfast and people just came in and could. yeah he was just he's like i'm just hanging out here and my my parents would go and there'd be people hanging around talking to him whatever it was just like like office hours but at a local restaurant and so people could just come talk to him about what their concerns were and he would just do that yeah, you know, like once a month or every couple of months whenever he could do it so i remember so that's possible like I said stacks has a perfect room they have room off to the right that's got a big long table and you just kind of hold court in there and people could come in yeah. and voice concerns. Stacks, it's pretty ironic Matinos. bringing
4: up Tom Saunders. He was at the discussion today at work. And uh, Tom was a people person. He really was. You know, oh, yeah. like him sure. or not like him, he was a people person yeah. because he, he he would talk. It didn't matter what party you were in or whatever. Tom would he'd talk and he'd listen to you. Yeah, he, to- he, he might told, not uh, get what you want, but he would listen to you. Yeah. He would he, listen to he you. Told he told was a, story. a subject. Today at work.
0: <laughs> on this podcast about someone who sent him a nasty letter or nasty email. And he was like, hmm, I think I know that name. Yeah, they live. They don't live too far from me. So he just stopped by their house on the way home from the state house. and was like, hey, Tom, yeah. uh, you sent me this letter. Yeah. I just want to talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> and, they were,
3: and, they were, and they were like... What is going yeah, right. on? But I
1: guarantee that went a long way with it. Well, yes.
3: Well, that and a lot of people are going to be a lot more reasonable and face to face. It's course like, you know, when I, the story, like, back when they were doing these town hall, there was not social media. This is, like, honestly, pre internet. So you have a lot of keyboard cowboys and they'll say stuff online it sometimes there's or in a public forum i've heard stuff at a public meeting last night that was like i have no idea where it came from but if you sit down and talk to them then all of a sudden you'll get an actual conversation with what they actually think without all of like the sensational stuff that they on the internet
4: mm-hmm. so and, Mike, and, and, and it's like you know you that's why i say it's just not ward one yeah i'm a city council city council wide. Anybody can call me or do whatever. I, you know, who cares about the Attaboy? Yeah, I don't care about the Attaboy. It's you know, yep. I'm elected to do a job, and that is to serve yeah. Newcastle.
3: I bug Aaron Dickin, and He's not my city councilman. He's who I bug.
1: <laughs> <You> know, <city laughs> and, and Mark Coker
3: appreciates it.
2: Yes. But we're uh, a voice.
1: <laughs> we're a voice for these people, yeah. and yes. that's that's what we are. We're and we voice. need to make sure what they're asking for, or. I have it,
4: people call me quite often, and they say, yeah. are you my councilman? Where, where do you live? They tell me, no, I'm not your councilman. But it doesn't matter. Yep, doesn't matter. i got matter. an ear to listen, bend
2: it. Exactly. Yep. So, Mike, let's talk about your main goals for the next four years, um, assuming you beat the blank spot on the ballot this time. <laughs> um, <laughs> is there anything you think that you want to work on quickly and, and say, hey, this is a low-hanging fruit. We can get this January or... You know what's your what are your priorities for the next four?
4: Well, my next four years is to continue to plug for Ward One because that's who I represent, and uh, I've had a lot of roads that's been paved in my ward. A lot of them. Is, Do you guys arm wrestle to decide if you get roads in your ward no, paved I or how You know they 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 did tell some us, of them are kind give of us a list for next year. So I turned in a wish list. Every road in my ward that's not been paved, I turned it in. <laughs> I know that's a wish that's list. One big and I told them that. I told them that. That's a wish list. But I've had a lot of them that's been paved. And some of them is because of the stormwater sewer separation, which was state mandated. So the road had to be paved anyway. So it really wasn't anything that we set a monies aside or any grants or anything like that. But we did get the community crossing grant and there have been some other roads paved, but I'd like to see the rest of my roads in ward one paved. But, uh, the other thing is, is I have a little beef with receiving the minutes or, I mean, not the minutes, but the agenda for council. Yeah. And I get it on a Friday and I'm going to vote on something on Monday. Not a lot of time. I don't to look like into that, it. and I, I've said it. I really haven't been real verbal about it, but I'd like to see that change. And honestly, whoever wins on the clerk treasurer side, when it comes to budget time, get that book to us as quick as you can get that book to us, and not be scrambling to get it, and then vote yeah. on a Monday. Yeah, it's not good.
1: It's not good. I don't like that. So if, I hope that's what changes. Yeah. It's definitely something that needs to be looked into. You've yes, got to be able is. to study that. Yeah, you've got last you year's don't. budget to look at, yeah. but stuff has changed so much over the year. It's not the funny um, sections that you're just buzzing no, through. It's not, not at all. And that's, the, there needs to be more discussion with it overall um yeah you don't have a hearing kind of like the county does but there's a right. discussion if it takes three or four meetings and to have a true honest discussion about what's being spent where now a lot of people don't know city council does not do the budget Mm-mm. and th- this is for anybody watching or anything city council does not do the budget the only thing right. we do is approve it say yes or no and i say we if elected um but the budget's all done by the mayor um we can take away but can't add to, is that correct? Or we can We can, do ask, it. For we can ask for stuff to be amended. We can ask for stuff to be amended, but the only thing that we do is approve it. And a lot right. of people out there think that we are in control of right. the budget. And we're not. As a city council person, we are not. We're not. We just say yes or no. And if it's voted down, you, you revert back to last year's budget. Right. And then so sometimes that could be bad. Yeah, because you don't want to lose money.
4: No, you don't want to lose you money. You don't want to lose monies and go backwards. But that's where a lot of people in town do not understand. Right. You know, they, they bring this budget before the council and they want my blessing. Yeah. Can you table it for next meeting? We tabled the, yeah. The the first for last. We tabled it because I think they was just, we had a couple of councilmen that were out. Yeah. But also I I felt like there was some things in there that we need to look, take a little longer to look at.
2: How, How many years or cycles does it take to get comfortable? I imagine day one, you drink from a fire hose. How long? How long does it take to get comfortable in the
4: role? I didn't really get comfortable to where I really felt like I could speak out and say what I really wanted to say until about my third year. But you know, had a lot of that through COVID, and we did yeah. a lot of that Zoom and all that. But yeah. uh, that would have been a weird first. Oh, I've been years. miserable, yeah. but uh, I've got comfortable, and uh, you know, it, it, that probably depends on the individual. John might get it quicker. Who knows? You know, but uh, I do know that I have a voice, just like they do. So if they don't like what I say, then you know that's fine. I can continue to say it. Very good.
2: Yeah.
4: King for a day.
2: You can change one thing. You, you get. We've, we've been talking <laughs> about budget, but you you get to decide ordinances, right? Like that's that's a big part of of. of, of of the city is that you you're the king for the day you can set an ordinance you can make changes what what would john phillips do if you didn't have to you know get six other people to say yes and a mayor to agree etc cetera, etc cetera?
1: get everybody on the same page to make newcastle better um i've looked at ordinances and there's some that are outdated some that need to be changed um my number one goal if i could be mayor for the day would be able to get our budget back in line. If there's deficits in accounts, figure out a way to get deficits done. There's been talk about deficits in insurance and EMS building and all that stuff. Do I know why? No. I would like to be able to find out why, what the issues were, and get that handled. That's my goal in that first four years. Is there going to be hard choices that's going to have to be made? Probably. Is there stuff that's going to have to change? Yes. Are there going to be people that are people that don't like us for making these changes? Probably. But we we need to figure out this um, with the deficits. All right. And and for
2: Mike, Chris Guffey wants uh, backyard chickens, no, and know, he says it was back.
4: He's giving me a hard time. I can see that on that. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see that. I love you, Chris. <laughs> That's no lie.
0: I moved out to Spiceland, <laughs> got chickens.
4: Chris, oh, if you were man, in my ward, I, wish I we would have got those chickens the- in the city of Newcastle. <laughs> but no, no uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like the same as John. I would like that. But also, the the other big thing I think is, and I think last night we we heard a little bit about uh, how we're moving in the right direction on, on all the ordinance getting everything where we're, it's not so complicated yeah. and you know you don't have no problem if you've been on the city that's horrible web page don't even get on it sorry you know it's 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 tough
1: i will change mine the city web page <laughs> it's, it's tough, tough. Yeah. city web page two yeah. things the city web page if you go on and try to look stuff up there's stuff first thing that shows up is from 2012 and 13 yes and another thing thanks to mr burcham and and aaron doing their um videoing of the city council meetings i think that there needs to be a link or something easier to find them you just go to the city page click on view and you can watch it right, right. there instead on of trying to go channel. to youtube I, and all that yeah, stuff i got
3: what did i get asked about One. Oh, the parking ordinance i got asked about a parking ordinance through jeremiah a couple weeks ago and i was acutely aware of it because i was sitting in the meetings in which it was hashed out but I, it was, I was so proud of myself for just being able to actually find it and share it with somebody because I will look for stuff on oh, that website well, and can't find it. Right, but I, right. I knew this one was there because, I like I said, I was at the meetings, and I even have funny stories related to the hashing out of this ordinance related to street park cars. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I know it's there. I, it has to be there because I literally watched it. I could even look up the notes. That's what helped me, I think, is I could look up the date that was passed so I could – like right. nail down specific why i, I had the order that's i had the ordinance number that's why i could look it up i had the ordinance number in
4: notes
1: <laughs> but without that you have to read through oh, everything oh my so gosh they're to under a yeah. category that doesn't even belong to it's it. been a battle for me
4: yeah and i sometimes i feel a little embarrassed because i'll call up the building inspector yeah say hey yeah where's this at yep Oh, we got that right. Blah, blah, blah. I was reading. Through so it I think today. getting all this together, you know what? We we're going to try to get it to where it's easier. It's like if uh, Rex said it last night. If you need something, an ordinance on fencing, you can just do fencing, and it'll all be there. It's not like that right now. It's just it's it's all over the place. Yep. And like you said, the first time you punch in something, that comes up 2012. The very first time I punched in an ordinance, it yep. came up in 2012. What I and it's not what I was looking for. Yep. You know, it's. So
1: I feel like I feel like that's huge, and that's really what needs to... Well, and and if you go to the the fire department's page, it still has Chief Boatwright on there as the main picture. Well, they're proud of him. And he's a great guy, and they should be proud of him. <laughs> but he's retired, exactly. but it needs, he's retired I know and that where you're needs at. to be updated. I understand. That, that should be within the first week of a new right. person promoted. Because if you're online wanting to look something up, and I call, hey, I need to speak hey, to Chief if you Boatwright. Get, if you um it, oh the, the John Phillips right,
2: sign took a to, dive uh if you, in the car business yeah. if you hire a new car salesman, what do you do right. and you put him on the website
1: and I put him on the website
2: so you take a picture of him put yep. him on the website it takes you don't five want to call on the old sales manager up because he's not there anymore no nope. takes five minutes <laughs> you fix it well hopefully I'll be changed tonight.
1: well i might. I hope so <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i I will say that I was on the city website myself i i'm I'm a victim. I'm like Washington, D.C., taxed without representation. I have city water and city sewer with no representation on the council. So that's why I have these meetings. Uh, I have you all come in so that I can know some council people when it comes time to having a problem. Uh, But I tried to pay my water bill. Went on a city city website, and they changed it, and I can't log in. Horrible. It's gone. All the water bills are gone. You can't pull up a copy of it, your username and password, whatever. You need this number, document number, contract book. I don't know what it was. I sent. I filled out the form. It said, oh, yeah, we'll email you. I never got an email. It took me 25
1: no minutes to pay my water bill the other day. <laughs>
2: no clue. So I finally had to wait on the thing to come in the mail and hope I paid it on time. So I'm gonna at some point, I'm going to get a late charge or I'm going to forget because I'm waiting on the paper one to come in the mail. Uh, and then I'm going to have to move because it will be embarrassing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, man, they're going to tell me i got a late water bill and can't run now. <laughs> yeah.
2: Alright, uh, we're at the point in the show where we normally do final thoughts. This is where uh, uh, you raise money, Mike. I know it's a big power broker thing, being the the, you know, the returning uh, council person. Um, so you probably have a big war chest, fundraiser dinners, door-to-door knocking. You know, the, this, is, this is the kingmaker stuff. Um, there's not a campaign to get
4: involved with. Well, what do you want to plug? You got anything? Uh, just that I'm always available. Call me. If you can get on the city website, you'll be able to see <laughs> that my number is posted. And just, uh you know.
3: And it's
2: the
4: real number. It's the real number. All right. It's the real number. We appreciate you coming and hanging out well, with us. I appreciate us. you letting me come. All I right. really do. We, I do just want to put in one plug. Zach ran the sound last night, getting everything up for the. Uh,
3: I got the V. I couldn't get any
4: sound. Well, I that's okay. I tried. It wasn't a talking. I don't know if the mic a, was, was a working movie. or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, I'll put a plug in for Mr. Aaron Dickin. He has mentioned about getting a tech person from the high school. Yes. To start doing our uh, live streaming at council. Pay, It'd yeah. be great. And we're going to we're going to we're going to we're going to pay some money. The council is using yeah. our riverboat. And I think it'll be good. It will be. So I just wanted to throw that. out. Yep. Keep gambling; it pays for the internet.
3: Yeah.
2: All right. (laughs) Zach, you got any final thoughts for us? Um,
3: I mean, one thing I'll mention, because they're asking about things for Newcastle. I know last night that they approved money for a wayfinding study, which I think will be huge for not only downtown, but for the businesses that are not downtown. And it's basically updating the signage in and around town to direct you to different places. Like, if you're driving up Broad Street, you don't know that the Press Coffee Company is right there uh, a couple blocks off. But I think that could be a great way to, if people are downtown they could see signs that tell you that like oh hey turn this way and Jack's donuts is down this way do you think, or do you think we could work in our my
2: my, my idea for
3: a sign that
2: i shared with you in Dakota oh yeah yeah potentially dakota so do you remember this conversation dakota i don't think so us 36 literally oh, yeah, runs yeah, along yeah, the one. 40th parallel so the longitude and latitude line you, we could put up these signs in Henry County, and it would be outside the city limits just a little bit. But put up these signs that say, "You are now entering, crossing over the 40th parallel, uh,
3: which is 40. wouldn't it 44.444 percent 40 yes. of the way yeah. to the North Pole. Yes.
2: Yeah, because the 45th parallel is halfway. So you'd be 44.44 4. 4 whatever percent. Yeah. Of the way there, I said you had to put no. as many
3: decimal points as possible which, which though, means, to make it absurd.
2: Which means almost nothing, but I no. think I do think it would be a tourist sign where you have. It would literally be like you turn off of State Road Three to go to Summit Lake. You put the sign right there, yeah, drop sorry. it right yeah. there, and you have people taking these. It would be, it would go viral. Okay,
3: first of all, in doubt would never allow this. So no, it's so, so, on so a so county we could, road, so we could say this. No, but it would be super funny since I think it would. I think it roll out fours as long as you could do the decimal points. So you just. Paint it on the 36 bridge under, <laughs> like, that goes over three and have it just be 44.4 and have it go the entire, the entire length, length of the overpass <laughs> yeah, to good. the north and just at the very that'd end be, and like little text hilarious. to the North Pole.
1: <laughs> I do yeah. think it would be a destination for people to come see. Like, I think biggest be, ball, I mean, that's,
3: that's exactly the kind of entertainment value that I think, like, that's tongue in cheek, that's fun stuff, and like, I mean, if. Anderson could have the Uranus Fudge Factory. The weekend state claim to the forty four point four 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 percent, you know, the fortieth parallel. It's, so. the, perfect, it's yeah.
2: the perfect latitude. Well, it's it's temperate. Yeah, yeah, I'm good.
4: All right. You ever get the county in here? Maybe we can get the county to Maybe uh,
2: get the county to pay for it. Get some. I mean, honestly, I think we could probably pay for the signs ourselves. We just need to have somebody not tear them out. Uh, it's gonna be a gorilla oh, I don't even
4: know. It's actually better as a gorilla effort, probably than <laughs> to actually trying to get it sanctioned but i agree with zach i think the signage is good i was yeah, in I mean, canada i was in canada a couple weeks ago and i hadn't been up there i was up up there in 2018 how was your french oh it's horrible <laughs> hey you know i can do that hey. i can do that yeah but they have real good signage yeah they have a real good signage when you're in you know i stayed in waterloo and uh that's in iowa mike there's signage. There's signage I, I, I mean, even if, if you go
3: into, um, but I, I see it where yeah. I travel other places too. you know, I mean, if you're in Hancock County, I've, it's useless, but I find interesting that when you pass into school systems, there's a sign that says you're now entering like Eastern Hancock school district. And like, it's a nice looking sign. And then if you pass through, um, I don't know is Mount Vernon in that County too. Like, You're now entering, and it's got the school mascot and everything. When you get here, you know you're entering the Newcastle drinking water protection area. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, but even those kind of signs let you know, like, so if you were driving, you're like, oh, I'm getting near the school. Like, if you're going to that school for an event, you would know. And I was thinking you could then have the signage kind of based out of downtown, but then have it direct people to all the various things that aren't downtown and have the downtown can be kind of a hub, but the good signage could then direct people to different areas. And that
1: will bring people back to the west side if we did it that yeah. way because there is stuff. all I mean, the like, fame like, this way i mean i yeah. joke the trojan Exactly, I, it's it, not i think it would open in, everything up it, right yeah i think
4: it, it has to encompass the whole
3: team. yeah whose who's ward is jack's that? donuts uh
4: that would be mr
3: Aaron. Yeah. yeah okay Aaron i, I joked at that, that intersection it's not near anything like it's not near three it's not near broad i joke it's like the happiest intersection in this in the county oh, yeah. because there's a pizza king jack's donuts and a dairy king and in a liquor liquor store. store. (laughs) Well, it depends on your age. Over 21, go in the liquor store. But they're all at the same intersection. So that's, I mean, that is a hub of activity right there during different times of the day. So yeah, so the wayfinding study I I found was something that could be interesting. It's something the city had already put aside like 15 and then added 10 or 10 and added 15. But they've set aside like $25,000 for that study to get some signs up. Right. All right.
2: Any other final thoughts for
3: you? No. Fall break's coming up. Cross country is exhausting. Um, so everybody go out and enjoy the weather. It's about to. It feels like summer today, but it's going to be. it's going got thirties over the over the weekend, so yeah. it's going to be campfire weather this weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like
4: that camping. <laughs> oh yeah, good. Five weekends in a row. Wow. <laughs> awesome. Yep,
2: I think that's the current plan. All right, uh, Mr.
1: Phillips, final thoughts. You know how it works. I do know how it works. I I, I just I. I would like everybody to come out and vote on November 7th. Yes. We had a uh, roughly a 10% um, turnout the last one. We need a lot more than that. Um, but definitely come out and vote. If you've got any questions, I don't know how this is, my cell phone, I will give it out. It's 765-730-4062. Any questions, whether you're in my ward or not, um, just like uh, Mike said, call me. If you just want to pick my brain and see where my, my stance is on stuff call me i'll tell you if i don't have an answer because i don't want to speak wrong and say the wrong things until i'm fully informed or or am able to i think a lot of stuff gets said too quickly before it's looked into um but uh also um fundraising if you would like to donate to the to to the election it's uh phillips for newcastle uh venmo um so if you're interested in that or signs or shirts i have those as well there's my plug for the evening. Still doing, doing. Still doing some door to door. Still doing some door to door. I'm going to do a lot more. Probably be Sunday. I was trying to get out today, and I had uh, wifely duties that I was had to do today. Very good, Dakota Davis. Just thanks for coming on.
0: Thanks We've for having. Try to get all the candidates on. Um, you know, it's we uh, we always talk about how much work it is to run a campaign,
1: and I know you're a busy guy already, so it's. It's a lot more than what I expected, to be honest. I'm very glad I did it. Um, It's been very eye-opening, to say the least, that uh, you think it's going to be all dandelions and butterflies, and it's not. But uh, it it will be worth it, um, and hopefully I I can win and and, um, be able to help people out um, when they come to me. Um, So that's what my goal is
2: all right. Uh, special thanks once again to the, uh, candidate series sponsors, Wyland's flowers and slick pickle sanitation. Uh, very much appreciate their, uh, their continued support. Uh, we will continue the candidate series next week, but a special thanks to both of these guys for being here and, uh, volunteering to, uh, to go through, uh, the process to give people a choice in the election, uh, particularly John. And, you know, you're in a contested race. Um, Last year, Mike was Mike was one of the two contested races in the entire city council. Right. Um, we had we had a city council election with you know with
1: yeah literally dozens of people decided what happened in this town. And that's this is the first year we've got almost a full full ballot. Exactly. Um, so I'm hoping that's going to bring some people out. Uh, but it goes back to people. There's an election this year. With us not having a primary, there wasn't anything to set off the general election. Usually you have a primary. Okay, I know I've got another election coming up or the primary's coming up. Well, the
2: yard signs are out in full force now. I think people are going to realize there's a hell of a lot of houses for sale or there's an election coming up in (laughs) November, one or the other.
1: And definitely if you want a sign, contact me because I've got a bunch more. I'd like to see them all gone. That's what I do
4: when I'm driving down the road. I'm thinking,
3: is that a house for
2: sale? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. We will see you next week.